You're now tuning in to True Way Gaming Podcast, hosted by One Way Soldier. We answer your gaming-related questions and talk about gaming-related topics. Now available on major platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and others. Helping you game with a better understanding. Hey, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of True Way Gaming. I'm your host, One Way Soldier, or... You call me Carl, and here on True Way Gaming, we answer your gaming-related questions and talk about game-related topics. And for this episode, it's about a topic. And I just want to thank my Lord Jesus Christ so very much. I mean, it's for so many things, right? In a period just for living and, and um, you know, God is so good. And even I'm grateful... I mean, I don't really call them small things, right? Praise the Holy King, but I'll, you know, just so that I guess you guys can understand, you know, even the small things. And, you know, I received the blessing of, well, PlayStation 5, you know? And, um, yeah, I, I got blessed with, with it, and I've gotten it for, I think it's three weeks now. And this past three weeks, yeah, I was playing around with it, seeing what features the PS5 have to offer, and also see, um, you, know, you know, obviously play some PS5 games and really deep dive, you know, in the whole experience. So, so in this episode, what I want to talk about is to not only share, you know, my experience with the PS5, but I also want to compare, you know, compare, you know, because I, I, I'm so blessed, you know, I, I'm, I'm an owner, a proud owner of Xbox Series X and the PS5. And basically, what I want to talk about is, you know, both of these systems, compare the features, what they both have to offer, and uh, yeah, and just you know, break it down, and you know, to also express, you know, what I feel. Oh yeah, like uh, the feature, uh, I like this feature better on the PS5 than the Xbox Series X, or vice versa. So that's what I want to do with this episode. I don't want to feel like I overcomplicated it a little bit. So please, you know, bear with me. So yeah. Well, let's get started. And the first thing I want to talk about is the UI. So the UI, and for this one, I'm going to talk about the PlayStation 5 UI. Um, to be honest, I love it. It works flawlessly. Um, I feel like it's really simple. It's, it's very simple to follow. Uh, straightforward. Uh, I felt like the problem with like the PS4, right? I felt like, praise God, like there was options within options and then options for options <laughs> i know it sounds a little weird but especially if you go to settings and you know saturate you go to display and and sound or something and you know i just feel like it was just complicated to get to where you wanted to go but i honestly do feel that the playstation 5 ha- did a good job in solving that issue at least for me I-, I know how to access easily my games library and um even my PS4 library, I know how to access to where, and I'll talk more about it later. Um, like if I want to download a PlayStation 4 version of a game, or if it has, you know, if it's available natively on the PS5, download that version uh, with an upgrade. And so, so many things. And even when I go to settings and I, I try to mess around with the display settings, you know, um, enable, disable HDR. Such like I feel like where I want to go, it's easier to access on the PS5, and it works. I don't experience any hiccups or any freezes or any stutters of any kind, you know. Um, and it's again, I love it. It's flawless. I would 
dare say, you know, except for one thing where, uh, you know, the party system uh, where you would have to, how should I say, um, if, if you want to start like a PlayStation uh, network party with friends, you know, you have to press the press the PlayStation button and then navigate to game base menu and then put, uh, to, you know, to talk to a single person. I mean, uh, you have to browse for that person and then invite um, on your friends list and then press X and then you invite them to uh, a party chat. And then also for um, if you want to do a group, then you have to select uh, join. Was it? Uh, you have to head to, to the parties tab. There you go in the game base, and then select a friend and then invite them. In other words, you know, I I feel like that is a little complicated because on Xbox I press the guy button, go to friends, hover over my friends, press the X button, invite them. That's it. The party's formed. And I could do that for multiple people. And then, boom, I could have a party up to 16 people, you know? And I feel like it's just simple. As to where PlayStation 5, it's you have to navigate here and then go here. And then from here, you go navigate your friends list, press this. And then if you want to do a group, you know, to me, it's a little complicated. I wish they could a little, like, you know, kind of... I mean, it works. Don't get me wrong. It works. But for me, they could have simplified it. You know, I feel like there's there's a path... And then a path and the path. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, so th- my opinion, that's the only thing I really don't like. Um, that aspect is still there. But other than that, literally, I can honestly say only for three weeks. And every setting that I wanted to access, I feel like, oh, okay, this is this is straightforward. Oh, this is simple. I like that. So definitely like the PS5 UI. And now comparing that to the Xbox Series X UI. Well, it's the same as, you know, uh, how should I say? In my opinion... Yeah, I know people view this as view this as a good thing, and then, you know, I, f- I view this as a eh, you know like why not? I feel it as a as a lazy kind of thing. To where the Xbox Series X has the same UI as the Xbox One X and the Xbox One, and to me, I it bothered me at first because I I feel like in a weird way in terms of the interface, uh, you know, I I understand if it's you know if it ain't broke, why fix it? You know, and. But to me, it didn't feel like I'm getting a, a next-gen console in a way. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I'm going to get to the features and stuff. Obviously, this is a current-gen console. Uh, but I just feel like it was kind of lazy, you know? Uh, I wanted to see what they could do differently uh, with the UI and stuff. And, you know, with the tile system, I was hoping that they would had, You know, I, I, I like it, but I don't like it because also, you know, one new feature that um support that that is supported on the series s and xbox series x is that you can have dynamic backgrounds which is awesome you know especially uh the ones they have for the original xbox uh but the xbox 360 dynamic background and also i i downloaded uh or i recently applied the i mean what's it called i think overgrown you know i forgot that game um or grounded i think it's grounded or something and you know they have a dynamic background of that so you see like the tree moving and the leaves falling and it looks gorgeous look beautiful and you get to see that in hdr and i do believe in 4k but to me the tile system that they have going on with the dashboard i feel like it blocks the picture and i just really wish that you know i I think one way microsoft can fix that is if they add the if they allow the blocks to sort of be transparent in a sense, so where you see the icons floating, you know, all over the screen like a PC or something, uh, but they you get to remove those squares, you know, the the tiles, and yeah, so so I was hoping that for the Xbox Series X and Series S they would sort of get rid of that system and make something more unique, in my opinion, um, and then 
you know, just one complaint. You know, I'm sure that's that's not a big deal for a lot of people, and I understand that, but you know, that's just my opinion. But the UI as a whole on the Xbox is very glitchy. Now, let me explain some examples here. I so the UI, you know, the 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 user interface for the Xbox Series X and S is based off of Windows 10, just like the Xbox One and Xbox One X. But the problem is because it's running on windows 10 you know windows 10 has a lot a lot a lot of issues and at times at least with my experience on xbox series x there's times where uh for example like tiles don't load up sometimes um there's times where um i click on a game for whatever reason it doesn't start and i'm like what the heck and i started again right and then like from from the the home screen and then I was like, okay, let me go to my games and apps, and then from there I go to the library, click on the same game, and then it launches. So, you know, I find that really strange, and again, I, you know, to my experience, you know, it, it's just, uh, it's, it's really weird, you know, because I've gotten the day one console of the Xbox Series X. Uh, I got it through Amazon. Praise God, and I don't know if that's probably why, but at the same time, I have friends that own the Series X, and they run to similar issues. Um, also, when... Especially if something is like on quick resume, if you have something in your quick resume, literally it causes the whole entire experience to be slow. Like literally it causes, um, for example, it drops the internet speed from my experience, uh, your internet speed for whatever reason you have something on quick resume, it, yeah, it just plunders all the way down for some reason, you know, cause, uh, to, you know, praise God, I, I rock like. You know, I'm supposed to be getting like 200, 300 megabytes on average. Um, but when something's on quick resume, it goes all the way down to like 10 megabytes. It's really bad. Like no exaggeration. I literally one day, you know, tried this. You know, I looked at the, the, the statistic you could look at in the, in the options and or the settings and stuff. And yeah, it's, it's that bad. And Or like if I have something quick resume and I want to download something in the Microsoft Store, um, that download would take forever because I have something quick resume. And literally how I know is because a quick resume is when I quit or I cancel the quick resume, everything resumes as normal. And I have high internet speeds again and, you know, everything like resumes how it's supposed to or works how it's supposed to, you know. Um, and also just too, let's say if I'm playing a game, right? Um, and then I said, you know what, let me put this on quick resume. I'm playing a single player game. So I do that and I, pl I, I play uh, Call of Duty or I think I was playing Halo Infinite one time. And I'm playing that or whatever, and literally the game wouldn't start. I'm like, what the heck? Why is this game not starting? It just shows like a white screen, and then it goes back to the home screen. And then I would try to launch another game. Just see, okay, let me see if Halo Infinite is just being buggy. No, it's from other games I couldn't access. Um, until I canceled, quick resume, and then boom, it, everything launched as normal. So, again, this is a, a type of thing that I don't know is because I have a launch unit. Or, um, or yeah, it's just, you know, Microsoft, they need to fix it. They need to send a patch. Hopefully they could send a patch and, and fix that immediately. Cause you know, I, I was really excited for quick resume, but now I feel like I'm at a point where I don't really use it. I, I don't use it because, you know, stuff becomes buggy, you know, now I'm not trying to say like, oh, I use quick resume. That's it. My console becomes trash or it doesn't run, you know, just, but you know, it, it doesn't, how should I say? It happens the majority of the time. And 
this feature is advertised like it's it's a next gen feature, well current gen feature, and it's supposed to work out the gate, and it's bad when it's not working out the gate. You know, like it shouldn't be like oh yeah I could do it with uh some of my games or or sometimes you know I have a flawless experience while using a quick resume feature no it should be all the time that's what is advertised to do so that's what really bothers me on that but that's just quick resume and then um and also just too when i have something quick resume literally i am not able to load the microsoft store at times and um or even add a it's just, it's just weird it's just really weird and the whole ui just becomes really glitchy and, and laggy and i don't like windows 10 at all and i'm not alone in that there's a lot of people that don't like the windows 10 and I really was disappointed where they were using it again for Series X and Series S. I was hoping they would use something. Maybe if they want to use their own operating system, maybe they should have put an early build for Windows 11 and then kept on updating it, you know? I just, yeah, you know, I guess, whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> and, um, yeah, what, what was going on with that? Oh, um, and... Also, like, for example, when I was playing a game, right, with, with uh, a couple of my friends, uh, shout out to my twins, love you guys, um, I was, I was like, oh man, okay, Crossfire X came out, you know, let, let me try to, let me try to put my card in, so I could, well, I could buy the game, I was already looking, I've been waiting for this game for two years, and I really wanted to dive in and get it, right, and out of nowhere, um, I went to go, I went to settings, I went to accounts and stuff and, uh, try to add a new payment method. And for whatever reason, I went to, you know, payment, you know, add to my uh, payments. So, uh, the screen where you see all your billing information, you know, how many cards you have on file or PayPal, whatever. And then it was just like an infinite loading screen, right? It was, you saw, I saw a spinning blue wheel just rotating and it never loaded. I'm like, what the heck? But Microsoft don't want me to buy this game? <laughs> What's going on? And then I even went to, on my phone, um, Xbox.com, right? And yeah, that screen wasn't loading, which is weird. It wouldn't allow me to access an payment method. I'm like, man, what the heck is going on? Um, and then how, in other words, the workaround that I had to do was that I had to put, oh yeah, like you go to Microsoft store, right? And then you go to purchase the game, right? Um, you, you click on like buy and then it brings you a screen where it says, okay, you know, your, your total is going to be this, this, and then you'll be using this payment method. Um, I was able to switch out, um, uh, my, um, I, I was able to click on the payment method thing right then and there. And it says, oh, you want to add a new one right then and there. So that worked. But in other words, this ain't the first time that I experienced something like that, where, um, I want to access, you know, and I even looked at xbox.com, uh, slash support. To see if maybe there's an outage, maybe there, there's something wrong with their servers right now. And no, everything was up and running, including the store, including purchasing items or whatever. There was no errors. So I'm like, man, that's really, really strange. And and again, it's not the first time it happens to me. And I feel like it happens too much um, when it comes to Xbox. And again, I don't have a buggy console or anything. I have my console is great. I take care of it. And um, and it's just. Yeah, you know, that's just Windows 10. Because even when I had the Xbox One X and stuff like that, that was, it's sad to say, that was kind of normal. Where, you know, errors would happen within the game store and settings, etc. So, I know I spent a lot of time talking about this. But my point is that, um, yeah, I, I, I prefer, or in my experience, I definitely like 
the PlayStation 5's user uh, interface much better. Me, I'm a big Xbox Series X fan. I'm also a Sony fan. I play mostly Xbox. But me as an Xbox, primarily Xbox gamer, I have to say I think Tony, uh, Tony, wow, (laughs) shout out to Tony. No, Sony, they did an outstanding job with the PS5 um, user base and and make sure everything runs because I literally have been spending some time with it, not every single day for the past three weeks, but you know, I've been on it a lot and um, literally my experience has always been flawless and I never experienced any kind of hiccups any kind of glitches like the ones I experienced that I just explained uh, on Xbox. So, you know, I definitely prefer PlayStation 5 UI. Now, the next thing that I want to talk about with and, and compare uh, game upgrades. I want to talk about game upgrades and compare them and talk a little bit about how both systems handles them because they handle them very differently. And um, yeah, you know, I, I find this very interesting. So, as you know, the Xbox, uh, you know, Series X and S, you know, they support uh, smart delivery, you know, which is awesome, you know, on paper, you know, it's definitely awesome that, hey, you know, any game that may come out for the Xbox One, right, and they have a, a native Series X version or S, um, you get to play, like, in other words, on a Series X, using smart delivery and S, you always get to play the best optimized version of the game you're playing. Just the other day, uh, CD Projekt Red, they released Cyberpunk, the next the native Series X version or S version. So if you have a physical copy or digital Cyberpunk for the Xbox One, you will get that free upgrade using Smart Delivery. Awesome, right? You you don't have to pay for the same game again. So that, that that's really dope. That's really awesome. You know, on paper, that's, that sounds good. Now, the reason why I keep on saying on paper is because smart delivery works great definitely for well, a couple of reasons here. So, it works great for digital versions of games, but can be glitchy for physical games. So, my example was, a lot of times what I experienced was, um, I have a physical game, one of the uh, example I can name off the bat was uh, a Mortal Kombat 11 and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I put the disc in. Um, so I have the Xbox one version of those games. I place it in and it goes, Oh, there is an upgrade to this game. Do you want to upgrade it? I put yes. And then it goes, all right, you want to install an internal? You could install it on the external, uh, but it's going to be used as uh, extra storage. You, you have to play for series X version of games or S you have to play it in a, an internal. So, okay. Download an internal, have the room. And all of a sudden nothing happens. I click on that and then boom, just nothing happens. It's just, it's there, and I'm like, what on earth? What the heck? Um, you know, I give it a couple of seconds. I go to my games and apps and look at the downloads, and then, yeah, it's not, nowhere to be found. So I'm like, what the heck? So I have to take out the disc, put it in. I do that. In other words, I had to repeat that process two more times. So a total of three times, right? Or actually, no, no. Actually, I had to keep on doing that. I had to keep on doing that more than three times. My bad. I remember uh, I did like five times, but at the fifth time, instead of choosing, oh yeah, you know, yes, I want to upgrade and then put download to internal, how I got it to work was I had to put the external option. So literally for physical games, what I have to do on my console is I have to download the game, praise the Lord, on the external device. When that is done downloading, then I have to transfer it to the internal 
and then it works. And then I'm able to play the game eternally. And that is frustrating. That is so frustrating. Uh, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Now I, I just have to do that. I guess the reason why I, I guess I say it's frustrating is because it's extra time that I have to wait to play the game. You know, instead of just downloading, instead of it working how it's supposed to, and playing it off the internal, off the bat, or downloading it to the internal off the bat, I have to download the external and then transfer it to the internal. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's annoying. I'm like, what the heck? You know, so I don't know if this is an issue where Microsoft has to patch that. And or I just don't know if it's an issue where um, that is just, uh, you know, I have the launch unit and maybe it's like that. Um, I haven't spoken to my uh, my friends about it. Again, I know a lot of people that have the Series X, and I haven't heard them ever express this. And it's funny because the majority of them they play strictly digital games anyway, or mostly digital. I find that funny. And yeah, so for me, it's it's really strange, it's annoying, and I'm like, oh man, what the heck, you know? Um, but you know, the smart delivery itself, I get it. You know, I love it. It's it's cool. You know, it's 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 very awesome. You know. Um, but I feel like it's still a little poor in execution, which leads to my next point is that the, how should I say, smart delivery forces you to upgrade to the best optimized version of the game, right? Wait, what the, why, why is that a problem? So yeah, let me explain my pure example of this is that. I think about, um, well, two factors here. One, the eternal storage, you know, games today, they take a lot of room. Um, if you have the Xbox Series X, you know, you have one terabyte, you know, that, that could last you for a little bit, maybe, you know, uh, depending on what games you're playing. Um, but off the bat, if you're buying every Call of Duty, that's going to be a problem. Um, that'll fill up real quick. So uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War the Xbox Series X version is 175 gigabytes. Uh, at least the last time I played that version, it was 175. Because you have to download the ray tracing pack, you have to download campaign pack one, campaign pack two, multiplayer pack one, multiplayer pack two, multiplayer pack three. You get the point, etc. <laughs> so that takes up a lot of room just for one game. And so. You know, when to get, you know, my, uh, Activision, when that game came out, even for Vanguard, they don't, they choose not to support smart delivery because, you know, they, they're greedy and, you know, they want you to shout out the extra $10 for the upgrade and or, well, yeah, yeah, $10 for the upgrade because then you have to buy the, the next gen bundle. That's what it's called. So what's cool is, is that when you buy the next gen bundle, even though it's 70 bucks, they're charging for the, the next gen upgrade. Um, you get the Series X version, but you also get the Xbox One version. Now, if you download it, I mean, like digitally, um, which, you know, uh, I was gifted, I was blessed, uh, uh, by a family member of mine. She, uh, blessed me with, um, with, uh, digitally the Cold War. So, you know, it took up too much room and I, and I have other games and I'm also, you know, Game Pass subscriber. So I'm like, man, I want to play other Series X games. So I was like, man, I can't, I can't have this game on my hard drive. It's too big. Right. So what I had to do was I had to go, you know, I deleted the game. So, man, I felt like I got delivered too. 175 gigs. 
freed up oh my goodness i could download 10 games with that right um that's not call of duty <laughs> um i go to my game all uh, my own games or my own yeah own games and then when you go there you go down to call of duty I, I see two versions there i see the xbox series x version and i also see the xbox one version and also the reason why this is important to me and this the second point here is that at that time uh, the launch window the launch release of X Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, the Xbox Series X version had a glitch to where it will break consoles, or rather, it um was it it, it um it shut down consoles. So literally, you could be playing it, and then if the game freezes, and then boom, your Xbox just turns off. Um, and that was a major problem because there was a couple of reports of of people reporting that because that happened in on five times in a row. It caused their Xbox Series X to be bricked. Now, you know, when you get a Series X, you got a year warranty, you know, you're good. But still, it, it bricked. Literally, the game breaks consoles. So I'm like, all right, I'm not playing this version. No way. I, I'm, I deleted it. Whatever. I deleted it. Uh, but then that glitch I read did not happen to the Xbox One version um, of of the game. So what I did instead was I downloaded the Xbox One version of the game so and, and then that problem didn't exist anymore and i was able to save plenty of space because the game was only 120 something mega uh, gigabytes of uh, the xbox one version at that time as to where the series x was 170 something that's a big you know a lot of room being saved there like over 50 gigs so the problem is though is that this is not this doesn't happen with every game um where you could just go to my own games and see the Xbox One version and the Series X. Um, because Activision didn't support smart delivery, and when you buy the next-gen uh, bundle, it comes with both versions of the game. But if you were to buy a first-party game, for example, and you choose to, you know, if you go to my own games, whatever, and it has an upgrade, you're, da- you ha- you're forced to download that version of the game. Uh, you know, and I do believe, for example, like Rainbow Six Siege, um, it's like that. Uh, um, oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, Halo Infinite, Gears of War, etc. It's like that. Well, Gears of War Five, I mean, um, because there's a native Series X version of it. So those are my negatives with smart delivery. Like, don't get me wrong, it is awesome. No matter what, you're playing the best version of the game. That is awesome. It's just. The, you know, especially for right now, how expensive the expansion card is. And for native Series X games, unless you have to play it off the internal, that's that's not a good thing. As to where I compare it to the PlayStation 5, I don't know why Microsoft didn't do it this way, where at PS5, literally, you get to choose what version you want to download. Um, and... and uh, Game, you know, it doesn't support smart delivery, but developers could choose if they want to offer a free upgrade to the consumers. So it's it's cool that you go to you know your own games, whatever your library, and you click on a game, and it'll literally ask you, do you want to download the PS5 version or the PS4? And another, if you have other games and you're unsure if you download what version one, if you hover over the game, it will say, uh, for example, it will say Call of Duty Cold War slash PS4, indicating that's a PS4 version. If it's a PS5, I do believe it won't say PS4. It will just say Call of Duty Cold War, which indicates that. And you can also press the option button, and then you will go down, and it will tell you what version you have. Uh, you click on um, 
version of game and then it will say oh like it will check which version you have currently downloaded and what version you want to download so yeah so that that is really cool so it's it's literally you know weird that microsoft they want this route i feel like they should have thought about that process a little bit more especially we're talking about microsoft here man they, they have the money the the software engineers to easily solve that and it's just a little weird that their competitor sony that they don't have the best coders they don't have the best engineers they don't have the best etc you know <laughs> um you know and and yeah, it's just weird that, you know, I felt like they flushed that out perfectly. It wasn't like that at launch. I know it wasn't like that at launch, but they immediately solved that issue and boom, you know, we, it's, it's easy. So that, yeah, so I don't like, you know, so in other words, I like the way Sony does that better, right? And, and again, uh, just to remind you, like, I know I'm saying a lot here and I'm so sorry. I don't mean to drag out points either. Uh, It's just, yeah, like, I'm not trying to say, oh yeah, like the point of this topic is not like, oh you know, Xbox is better. PlayStation 5 is better. You know, it's just, it's just features that I feel that are, you know, what feature is better on what platform compared to the other. Um, so going down my little list here, uh, I'm going to call this section next gen features. So next gen features, um, you know, one thing that I'm always excited about, for example, I think about, I think about um, the Xbox 360, right? I think about well, one, well, a couple of things. One, the the graphical leap um, for that. So going to original Xbox, going to th- Xbox 360 is like, oh man, the first time we got HD gaming, it was mind blowing at that time. It was mind blowing. Um, and another thing, it was cool that when they did the the new Xbox experience, where they added avatars, so you get to personalize your experience a little bit. And then you also get to, they started to, um, what was it, um, Netflix. Netflix started being supported on the Xbox 360. I remember the first time they did that, um, or rather in the new Xbox experience, they added a feature where, um, it's so stupid that they took it out. I can't believe they did that. But it was really cool that they added the ability so you could group watch Netflix with friends on the Xbox 360. So it was cool that you see, like, the the outer rim of the screen you see um you know you see like chairs you see the curtains whatever but you see the netflix screen and you see your 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 avatar sitting you know in the the first row it was really cool and it didn't take away from the experience at all you know uh, it wasn't distracting or anything because i think you could make the screen full screen at the time whatever reason they removed it uh so in other words to me that was like next gen for me that was like oh snap that was really cool and then um yeah and i felt like even with the Xbox One, you know, fast-forwarding a generation, Xbox One and PS4, I love when um, they announced, like, for the Xbox, the Snap feature. So you could play a game while watching YouTube, you know? Uh, you could, um, what was it, uh, you know, snap the screen so you could play a game and then, you know, it has a DVR so you could choose to record what, you know, your gameplay session is like. I think that's cool. You know, I think that to me, that was like, oh man, it's like next, next gen. And then I, you know, you go to PlayStation and when PlayStation announced uh, SharePlay, I was like, wow, that is next gen and how they advertise it where um, you could, how should I say, like, let's say if you're playing a mission and you're stuck on a level and a friend beating that level, like your friend on, on PlayStation Network, um, you could 
invite that friend to a share play and have them over the internet. It's crazy. Over a PlayStation network, um, they could beat that level for you. And to me, I was like, wow, to me, that is a next gen feature. So in other words, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was, you know, with the series X and the PS five, I wanted to see what some, you know, I not only, you know, I felt it definitely horsepower, definitely horsepower, literally, the PS5 and Xbox Series X, you definitely are that they're these are gaming rigs, like high-end gaming rigs. They are powerful, they are awesome, and I love that. I love how now moving forward, you're not gonna see a lot of compromises. At least I I feel that you're not gonna see a lot of compromises happening for games anymore, where you're literally gonna, you know, it bridges that gap between four, you know, you're not gonna see 4K 30 and then 1080p and 60 frames. You know, I think we're gonna see when you know if developers um optimize their games enough where you get to see 4k 60 and or 1440p 60 and then again we have 120 frames per second which is amazing for a home console so in other words um comparing the ps5 to xbox series x you know uh they you know share uh they have share uh screen share and then they also have share play and share play is uh you can share play to play with a friend as if you were in the same room, so you can play you know with a friend, uh, that's a with PlayStation Network, um and and you can play with them as if they were in the same room, and you could also invite um uh uh you could also invite them uh, as a, a visitor to play a local multiplayer session over the internet even if the game doesn't support online multiplayer and the visitor doesn't need to own the game to use share play. Which is amazing because I, I think one one uh one thing that I always talk about with like uh with Sony right I always talk about with Sony and we always go like man like you know this game looks fun this game looks awesome whatever and I go oh man I check I was like oh it's gonna have co op and I check it's only it's only local co op or local multiplayer me and him we go man what's the point they had something good here but there is no online multiplayer. And we always like laugh at that. We always go, oh man, but it's cool that the PS5 with SharePlay, it literally fixes that feature. It literally changes that. Like the thing about it is crazy because even though you're only allowed to share play, I think for uh, 60 minute uh, sessions at a time, which is an hour, it's a lot of time. And then after that 60 minutes is up, you can um, restart a, a SharePlay session. So, you know, if it gets cut off, you can resume exactly to where you left off. Um, which is crazy. And even games that are just local multiplayer, again, it, it, it makes it like online compatible, even if it doesn't support it natively. And I think that's amazing. And you can also use share play as well. The same thing where let's say you're stuck at a level playing Ghost of Tsushima, right? You're like, man, how can I pass this mission is hard. You can use share play and have your friend, uh, just take over for you, you know? So I, I think that's, that is an awesome next gen feature in my opinion, and I love that so much. And to be honest, I wish Xbox had that, you know? And I know I keep on calling it next-gen, but, you know, it's current-gen. <laughs> yeah, it's a current-gen feature. Um, yeah, so, and again, Xbox, that kind of feature is completely absent. I mean, the best thing you could do on Xbox, or if you solely have an Xbox, just look up YouTube. <laughs> Hopefully you, you, you find a guide on, on what to do. 
you know, but I'm sad to say that I was really hoping too that Microsoft would have done something to compete with that. And yeah, they haven't. I feel like crying. Anyway, so moving forward. <laughs> um and yeah, and, and you know, I mean that's pretty much it, really. Uh, in terms of a next gen feature oh and then also it's funny this this thing also really confuses me because i mean i do understand it in a sense so the xbox one you know they have that we have the snap feature you can snap stuff like i mentioned you can even snap twitch so you can play your game whatever and on the right side of the screen you see your chat whatever or watch youtube etc now microsoft Try to remember what year they took that away. I'm not sure if it was late 2015, maybe 2016. But they removed that feature to free up the resources from the APU. Uh, which, which you know, I get it because it was, you know, the Xbox One had weak hardware. So I get that. You know, as a matter of fact, at that time, I agreed with it. The hardware wasn't just at that level yet. So, um, you know, I, I agree with that. But it's kind of funny that Microsoft introduced that back in 2013. Now... You know, it's removed, and they did not bring that back for the Xbox Series X or S. They did not bring that feature back. But the PlayStation 5, you can snap things. <laughs> so it's it's really, really interesting, kind of funny. It's really funny to me because on the PS5, you could play a game and then go on YouTube at the same time. You see the YouTube on the right side of your screen, and, and you know, you can still continue playing game. Or just like the share play feature, you could just invite a friend also just to watch you play. You could invite your party, whoever's in your party, to come and uh, um, and and watch you play whatever game you're playing, um, literally. So and, and they could um, they could don't even have to leave their game to fully watch you. Your friends they could play their game. So let's say right they could continue playing Ratchet and Clank and then snap you on the uh, your gameplay on the side of their screen and watch you play Spider Man. And that's, that's crazy. Or you could even literally play a game together that way. So you're like, all right, so we're going to go through this level together. You know, you could repeat what I do. Literally, live. And again, the latency, well, to eliminate the latency, Sony recommends doing that feature if you're connected to, uh, you connect your system with a LAN cable, uh, Ethernet cable. Um, do, you know, they don't really recommend using Wi-Fi because that, you know, would have a lot in latency and stuff. It's still doable, but not recommended. So, yeah, it's crazy. That PS5, that's an official feature. Xbox, that's long gone. But this leads me to my... Hmm, I don't know if I should name this well, well, this feature. I'll bond it with backwards compatibility. Now, obviously, a big thing with me, back compat. Me, I'm a collector. You guys know that. I say that plenty of times here on the show. And... I love, you know, uh, retro games. I still have my Nintendo 64 hooked up, you know, Super Nintendo games. I have, I just love, you know, collecting games and stuff. And what I love to see, what excited me for the Xbox Series X, which I think it's obvious that they did better. And I, I still don't sleep on PlayStation, you know, it's, it's backwards compatibility. So for the PlayStation, they are... PlayStation is only compatible across three gens of games. So it's backwards compatible with every PlayStation 4 game. I mean, this is a, a slim list, maybe 10 at max. I think it probably decreased now, actually. It probably decreased to 8. But I know one game, for example, you can't play Afro Samurai 2 
Um, I forgot what that character's name is, uh, but you can't play it on the PS5, um, even if you have it digitally on your PlayStation 4. Um, because that game, you know, it's not supported no more. It's a canceled game, etc. It did so bad, they just canceled the game outright. So, yeah. But other besides the the exception of those eight games, um, you know, it's compatible with every PlayStation Four game ever, and it's also compatible with you know through emulation, uh, PlayStation Two games now limited backwards compatibility. So the only way to play PlayStation Two games. You were to go to the PlayStation Store, they, you you know you would have to buy the games digitally. Again, even if you, excuse me, oh wow, I had a little hiccup there. Um, even you know you have to buy the the game again. So let's say if you own um, Eternal Ring or you own Max Payne, the first the Max Payne uh, for the PlayStation Two, even you have that on disc, you can't put that in the PS Five. You would have to buy the game again digitally. Uh, but there is, like, I think right now it's a little over 50 games that are backwards compatible, uh, PlayStation 2 games that are backwards compatible on the PS5, which is really, really neat. They play very well, and it's what's really cool that I wish Microsoft did is that every PlayStation 2 game you can play on the PS5 has trophies, you know, and I wish Xbox, with the, you know, with the original Xbox, I wish they added achievements. I really did, because it gives an extra reason to play those games again, other than to relive those moments and also just obviously to play the game. You know, I know there's people out there that care less, but there's also hard, you know, achievement hunters and whatnot, right? Um, yeah, and that's it. So you can play PS5 games on PS5, PS4 games, PS2. Xbox is backwards compatible with all four generations. You can play original Xbox games, obviously limited. There's a list because it's through emulation. They can enable, uh, you know, legal reasons they can't just enable. Oh, you could, you know, through emulation, you can play every original Xbox game. You know, they have to, you know, do licensing, ask permission, etc. Um, and stuff. So, yeah, original Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X games, and it's fully backwards compatible with the Xbox One. So it's really cool, really, really awesome. And some of the features that. You know, what's really cool is that, you know, Microsoft hit backwards compatibility out the park. You know, uh, especially with auto HDR. Auto HDR, you... Games that never... Even, like, games that came out way before HDR was even a thing uh, can now have HDR implementation in it through a hardware level um, in the game. So, for example, I was playing Rage 2, and, uh, you know, I'd beaten that, and... Uh, you know, I love it. I love the the older HDR. You really see like there was a lot of uh, lighting effects in there. There's even like pink smoke and stuff. You really see that pink color pop. <laughs> and I even see a lot of the the lighting effects or the I forgot what they call it, thermite. I think like they really shine bright and you know they look awesome. You know it really looks awesome. And um, the game again never support HDR, but really it makes the game in a whole new night, a whole new light. Excuse me. It really makes it shine makes it look pretty and um i forgot what other games i had another example in my mind but it just left me oh sleeping dogs that game came out way before hdr was even a thing but playing that game in hdr and seeing the lighting effects you know shootouts explosions um even just the the when you go to hong kong and you see like the nightclubs and stuff and you see the, the lighting and stuff all the hdr really looks awesome and i love that i love going back and seeing it wow this game never supported hdr but now it does through microsoft's custom um, tone mapping 
software. It's really awesome. Now, for PlayStation, it kind of supports it. So, <laughs> so Auto HDR, um, they did add it for the PlayStation 5. It, it, it is natively supported on the PlayStation 5. The catch is to, you know, sort of like what, what, Dolby, uh, what Dolby Vision uh, Gaming does. They use uh, dynamic uh, tone mapping. The only way to really experience that uh, for the PS5 is if you have a Sony Bravia XR TV, uh, the 2021 models, the five high-end models um, from that that line of TVs. Only using those, that will enable you to experience auto HDR. I have no idea why they only enabled that, that you know, for, for the TVs. I mean, I mean, other than trying to sell you their TVs, that really sucks because obviously Microsoft they have Dolby Vision Gaming and old HDR and you know it's just it's weird it's, it really is weird why Sony went that route, uh, but you could still have HDR enabled in the settings and you know the 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 console will register the game that let's, let's play a game that's just HDR uh, SDR never supported HDR uh, like uh, Killzone there you go. Killzone Shadowfall. That game never supported HDR. It came out way before HDR was a thing. And they, the Gorilla Games, they have not sent an update to make that game HDR compatible. Uh, so if in the settings, if you have HDR always on, um, then it will result, um, and you don't have a, you're not playing the game through uh, Sony Bravia's XR TV, then you will get an incorrect brightness and contrast. Um, for, for the game when you're playing it. So you're, you're going to get a worse picture out of that. But the good thing is, you know, Sony, they added a feature where you could have uh, an HDR setting. Um, you could put HDR on once supported. So that way you're playing a game that doesn't support HDR natively. You, you can still experience an HDR. And, and the cool part is that um, even if uh, Sony, they only limited that to their Sony uh, Bravi, uh Bravia XR TVs, um, if you have, like, for example, LG uh, OLED, I think the CX, I think, or the C1, praise the Lord, there's a feature in that TV set that um, does its own dynamic tone mapping. So you could get HDR, auto HDR, in a sense, um, at the TV level. So that's another thing if, if you're curious about as well. Um, yeah, so in other words, it's cool that Microsoft... They didn't limit it to TVs or anything. Sony did that. I don't know why, but it's cool that Microsoft hit that on, on, the, on the on the nail, and it looks gorgeous. And another thing with backwards compatibility is I love FPS Boost. FPS Boost. Oh my goodness, to me, is such a game changer. Um, and you know, and I would say that that is a next, you know, next slash current gen feature is FPS Boost. It's crazy that you know. Um, not really done on the hardware level. It's done on the software level. Uh, well, because of the power, the hardware, because of the power of the hardware, they're able to do that. But you know, the Microsoft's backwards compatibility team, they're able to go back and they applied a certain technique and games that never supported 60 frames per second or and or 120 frames per second. Um, they're able, they, you know, FPS uh, boosted. You know, um, at a software level and. That's cool. So games like, for example, Mad Max, when I came on Xbox One, that was 30 frames per second, and I think 1080p. Uh, now you can play it at 120 frames per second, 1080p, which is amazing, or maybe 900p, 120 frames per second. 
Um, same thing with, you know, uh, Watch Dogs 1, Watch Dogs 2. Uh, what was it? Um, there was another game I had in my mind. Uh, Xbox 360, game, 360 games like, um, man, what was it? One, it was like one of my favorite games that came on 360. It was um, Binary Domain. There you go, Binary Domain. You can play that at native 60 frames per second, 720p. Um, even games that are Xbox One X enhanced, which is another feature. Again, games that were 720p resolution back on the 360. Now you can play it at native 4K on your 4K TV, whether you're playing on the Xbox One X and or Xbox Series X. Um, and Xbox Series S, you're, you play it at 1440p other than 4K, but it's still enhanced, which is a crazy. And you still get to experience FPF boost alongside of Xbox One X enhanced resolution. Um, just to name a few, Fable um, Anniversary, Fable uh, 3, I do believe, supports is Xbox One X enhanced 4K, but Fable Anniversary, you can play at 4K. Um, 60 frames per second. Um, oh man, I'm trying to remember. There was another one in my head. It just left me. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, just, that's just an example. <laughs> Moving forward now. Yeah. So, you know, I love that I get an Xbox Series X to experience next gen or current gen games. You know, they, a lot hasn't released yet, but it's coming. But at the same time, I love how they're also bringing my back library to current gen as well. And I love that so much about the Xbox Series X that I'm like, oh man, it makes it an amazing, an amazing console. And now PlayStation 5, they, you know, it doesn't have FPS boost. Sony hasn't done that yet. They haven't done uh, PlayStation Enhance or anything like that. Um, but because of the power, the 10 Terraflop GPU power, when you play a PlayStation 4 game that doesn't have any enhancement or PS5 Enhance or anything, um, you could still experience the game at its peak performance if it has an unlocked frame rate, which is awesome. So a game that I just mentioned re- um, a few moments ago, um, Killzone, Shadowfall, they, the developers never sent uh, a PS5 patch. But because it had an unlocked frame rate, now you could play that game at a locked 60 frames per second. I do believe it's 1080p, or at least check port 1080p. But... You can play that at 60 frames per second. And I'm telling you, it feels and looks like a brand new game. Now, actually, uh, I, wait, let me take a step back. I apologize um, that, you know, they, they, it is received a PS5. There is some PS4 games that receive a PlayStation 5 patch. Just the name of you, God of War, uh, Days Gone, and uh, The Last Guardian. The Last Guardian. So you can play those games at 4K, 60 frames per second. Uh, oh, Horizon Zero Dawn, if you want to get ready for Horizon um, uh, West, Forbidden West. Now you can play Horizon Zero Dawn and native 4K 60 frames. And oh my gosh, I'm telling you, it, I, was, I was playing that game. It's, it looks so gorgeous. That game, oh my, native 4K 60 frames, HDR, guys, it is jaw dropping. Like you literally, oh my goodness. It's crazy. It, it's, it's crazy through a patch. They, they made it 4K 60 frames, right? And... It literally, guys, it looks like a PS4 game. It is insane. I was playing that with my, my little sister in the room, and literally, like, it, it felt like we were watching a movie. That's how crazy the game looks. It is so gorgeous, so crazy. All right, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, if, if you have a PS5 and you have Horizon Silver done, highly recommend throwing that on there and see the gorgeous. Even God of War, you know, now I didn't try God of War yet, but 60 frames 4K, you could play that. And oh my goodness, it's 
I'm prepping myself because I know I'm a screen. <laughs> you know, so in other words, with Sony, they did enable, yes, PS4 game, last gen games to be to have a current gen patch. Um, but not with PlayStation 2 games, you know, and not um yeah, not every PS4 game, same thing with Xbox, but yeah, etc. You know, so in other words, I've really I love the way Microsoft approached backwards compatibility. And I'm still proud of Sony. It's awesome that we still get at a peak performance and yeah, the patch and you know, but Microsoft, man, with FPF boost alone. I'm sorry, that's oh my goodness, it's a game changer. It literally it fixed issues with games that I had or I felt like it wasn't really playable. Now they are beyond playable. Now they they're play better than ever before and they feel like brand new experiences. So I definitely love Microsoft's approach to um back compact you know back compatibility. Now and I know I said a lot in this episode, and I hope I didn't go on rambling for too long, but I have one last thing that I want to sort of compare between the two consoles. And for me, it's a very important one, rather it's an essential one for any generation, and that will be the controllers. And I must say, you know, I loved, I loved, you know, and I, I get Microsoft, so I love uh, Xbox, you know, with the controller, the Xbox Series X controller, I love the new look of it. I love the D-pad. The D-pad feels amazing. It feels amazing. It, it's awesome. Literally, I love playing fighting games. And that D-pad, oh boy, really, it's awesome. I also like the textured triggers as well. I even love the share button. I even love how it's like smaller. It's like smaller and it really fits in the palm of your hand. I love that. And it's funny because I know people that hated that and they prefer the xbox one controller because it's you know it's a little more thick um in terms of size and and handles uh but the xbox series x it feels perfectly it felt perfect in my hands to play like there was never a time where i felt uncomfortable playing with that controller now i can't front i do express disappointment that you know for a new generation of consoles right um the series x and s they didn't really add any new features to the controller itself other than, all right, they added a share button. Uh, but they didn't add any way or any new ways to play a game. So, for example, the PS4 had a touchpad, had a motion sensor in the controller. And, you know, some developers will use that in certain ways. I mean, I think the best developer that really implemented that controller well was Sucker Punch with uh, Infamous Second Son. Where literally you have spray paint, you literally turn the controller a certain way and it acts like a spray paint. It has a speaker on the on the controller, so you hear it like spraying and sounding like an actual spray can. Uh, Microsoft, you know, they didn't do that, you know. So when the Series X came out and I found out that Microsoft, you know, went with this approach, you know, and, and I get it. They didn't do that. Well, their excuse was they didn't do that because they want that that controller is compatible with previous gen hardware and vice versa. So you could use the Xbox One controller, your Series X, and you could use the Series X controller for the Xbox One. So that feature is cool, but I felt like, to be honest, it was a lame excuse. I, I must say, I really feel like it was a lame excuse. And the reason why I say that is because, um, well, going to the dual sense. Uh, I mean, it has everything that the PS4 has and more. It has haptic feedback. Um, it has uh, a microphone in the controller now. So really, it uses your five senses. I mean, the only thing, well, technically, it uses your eyesight because you get to look at the, the color bar in the controller. But really, you get to blow in the controller, uh, you know, Astro Playroom. You, you could blow into the controller. 
Uh, you could use it as a microphone if you still want to talk to your friends. You could, you know, haptic uh, feedback, um, trigger rumbles. It has the touchpad. It, it really is awesome. And for the PS5, other than Astro Playroom, there hasn't really been a developer that utilizes all those features in one game perfectly yet. Um, not even the touchpad, really, to be honest. But it's cool that you play a PS4 game on the PS5 and the controller, DualSense controller, still works perfectly and feels better than ever before to play with. And, you know, and also just PS5 games. I do look forward to playing PS5 games, you know, with the DualSense. Um, I, I just love that. I love how, I know a lot of people f- express that they felt uh, annoyed with that, but I love, for example, I forgot what game I was playing, but, uh, well, I love how I was playing, like, um, uh, oh my goodness, Ghost of Tsushima. And literally every time I blocked and every time that I swung, like, I felt every swing, you know, it, it, to me, it felt awesome. And when I went over, um, when I was riding a horse and I went over rocks and it felt like it vibrated. I don't know. I like that. It adds to the immersion. Now people may, you know, care less about it. Like, uh, <laughs> to me, that's just annoying, you know, but for me, that really adds to the immersion. I also beat, uh, have beaten Terminator resistance, uh, to where you have the laser rifles and you literally, the, you have to the the amount of pressure you have to pull on the triggers and it, um depending on what weapon you use and also when an explosion happens or when a giant robot is walking you feel the vibrations that have the feedback i love that i really love that it really adds an immersion and i really love how somebody communicates on the radio you know that your controller has a speaker so it sounds like you know the transmission is coming through there and you know xbox again is a second generation that they're not really evolving the controller in that way they're keeping it basic so some people that's all they probably care about and you know and that's great that's great but for me i i love the new different ways to play i really love that because again you know at the end of the day it's about having fun and why not add these cool features to your controller to add to the gameplay experience why just keep it basic because at that point and moving forward in generations it's only going to be about just horsepower you know graphical power and um you know be on a on par with the pc so to speak in terms of graphical fidelity but i like playstation approach where it's more than that you know it's a little bit more than that because again like i said from a second son and just other games uh, with dual sense now you know the pulling the pressure and if you have a bow and arrow you feel the density of the the bow and, and you know it adds to the immersion I, I love all that stuff i love it and i look forward to that and another thing too that I find myself now, what I like better, so, I mean, well, I'm all over the place. I like DualSense significantly better than the Xbox controller, I might say. Now, to be honest, um, the DualSense controller is a little wide. Um, at times, I don't feel like it's uncomfortable, but for my hands, per se, I don't know if I just have smaller hands, I guess. Um, to me, you know, it could feel, I feel like I always have to really readdress, readjust my grip a little bit. Um, as to where the Xbox controller, it felt perfectly firm in my hands. It felt comfortable in my hands. So that's the only positive I'll say that the Xbox controller has over the PS5, um, the DualSense, I mean. Uh, but I must say the DualSense blows the controller, uh, the Xbox Series X controller out the water. The DualSense is a, um, is a, it's an amazing controller. I love it. 
Off the bat has a built-in battery as well, so you don't have to buy a third-party battery or charge a play kit. You know, Microsoft again, they still didn't evolve that, which is weird. And yeah, it's just it's awesome. It's it really is awesome. So I must say I like DualSense controller so much better than Microsoft um, controller. And you know, also the the last thing is. Yeah, I can't front. One thing that I like, or I'm playing the PlayStation 5, like, is Game Pass. You know, I wish, uh, hear me out, because I know PlayStation has PlayStation now. But I think I mentioned in a previous episode, too, where I'm playing the PlayStation 5. And, you know, on the PS5, you know, you have to really buy your games. You know, on Xbox Series X, um, I'm a pay- Game Pass subscriber. Um, you know, there's perks in that. And also, there's just a wide library of games that I could just straight up play. Or somebody that just bought Xbox Series X and they bought like one game, let's say, they have Game Pass. They have over a hundred, instantly, over a hundred games in their catalog on day one, as long as they are a Game Pass subscriber. And there's a lot of great games in that service. A lot of great games, new games, surprise announcement of like new titles. Like uh, uh, I remember when Aliens was coming out, boom, that was announced for Game Pass. Um, that long, oh, every first party title of xbox obviously they want a game pass and it's cool i feel like on xbox series x besides my own collection i always have something to play playstation i had to save up money and get my own games <laughs> you know like i have to i have i have a few games i'm gonna be i have a it's gonna keep me company for a while and also if you are a playstation plus member day one you have access to the playstation collection which some amazing PS4 titles, amazing like The Last Guardian. You could play God of War. You could play uh, Days Gone. You could play Bloodborne. Um, just a, a lot of great games. So I'm not knocking that. Um, but besides those 20 games and whatever games you buy, which are now seventy dollars, you know, for me, you know, I save money with Game Pass because I don't have to shut out seventy bucks or sixty dollars every time a new game comes out. And of course, you don't have to, or I just wait until it goes on sale. But with Game Pass, I always have something to play. PlayStation doesn't really have that. They have PlayStation now. The thing with that is, so you can stream PlayStation Three games. I think maybe even Part Two, uh, PlayStation Two. I mean, <clears throat> I'm not sure about One games. I remember I did an episode about this too. Uh, but PlayStation, you know, the only offers you could download and play. PlayStation 4 games natively, I do believe, on the PS5. But the thing is, it stops there. You can't play and download PS5 games, which is really a bummer. Now, PlayStation Plus does offer native PS5 games, but again, as long as you subscribe to that, and I mean, I, I guess same thing with Game Pass, but it's it's weird that on PlayStation Now, you just you don't have a you don't have access to day one to PS5 games. You know, you don't have a or a wide variety of PS5 games on playstation now it's only ps4 version of certain games so for example marvel's avengers um i know it's a bad example but i'm just for the sake of example bear with me you know order you can't play the ps5 version of that on playstation now you have to play the ps4 version of that um and so yeah so you know words i felt like there's an absence so to speak of how should I say, not PS5 games, but I feel like there's, there's, I'm trying to find the words for it, but I feel like there's an absence in terms of, okay, I got to wait till I save up more money so I could get these games. And, you know, PS5 games, they are expensive. 
Um, for example, Returnal came out sometime mid last year or maybe early. My game is still seventy bucks today, and, and there's been sales, so you know I'm not cracking on it in a sense. But again, with Xbox, you could just toss fifteen dollars one month, and you have access to a wide variety of games, and I love that. I love that so much. So, yeah, so that's one thing that I like Microsoft's approach that off the gate, you buy the console and you don't have to make a big commitment day one. You could just take your time in that, you know, pay $15 a month or you could pay for a year off front or, or even more than that. Um, you know, there's a whole tutorial about it online, but you could pay, you know, you could get more than you, you could stack up membership. In other words, and you always have something to play, always new titles going in and out of the service. And yeah. So I'm enjoying my time with the PS5. I love it so much. And I love the Series X as well. I love them. I will say, yeah, I'm not saying one is better than the other. That's not the point of this episode. Um, but man, it's it's awesome. And I'm so blessed that I'm an owner of both of these consoles because they both offer unique features. Um, and one offers um, something that the other one doesn't have. And I love that. You know, I, I do love that. And I, you know, again, having both consoles, I'm really happy that I was blessed with both of these consoles that I managed to get both of these consoles and I'm having a great time on both of them. And I recommend honestly, both of them. I, I, I don't recommend one over the other. I mean, there's certain things that I recommend one person get over. So like, in other words, if, if you are a person like, man, you, you, you play a game, you beat in it and you're just going on to the next one and the next one, like it's like this rush. I actually know people like that. Then honestly, I would recommend going with the series X because with game pass, you have constantly just one game after another. And, you know, I mean, Xbox Live games with gold, I don't recommend it really. But, yeah, it's, it's, you always have something to play, I feel like, on that as to where Xbox, I mean, PlayStation, excuse me, you could get PlayStation now. But if you're looking to play PlayStation native PS5 games, then, you know, you, you know, if, if you have, it's more like if you have the money to buy multiple PS5 games, then definitely go ahead and I recommend on that because they have the PS Sony has amazing exclusives as well. Xbox too, don't get me wrong, they have amazing exclusives. And it just depends if you mostly like third person action games, I guess. <laughs> you know? Um and I'll say it as an insult. I say that as a also thing. And another thing with me also, my bad. I know I said it was one more thing, but I promise this is gonna be the last thing. And then, you know, yeah, uh you know, we will go into uh the outro the uh of this episode or end this episode but me as i mentioned at the beginning of this podcast i am a collector and one problem and i mentioned in multiple episodes with the xbox series x one thing that really bothers me is that when a game comes out the uh, series x games uh for example uh, gear tactics right gear tactics or um you know, fill the blank or resident evil 8 village right i love that game so much you buy a physical copy of that um, and it says, oh yeah, you, it works, it contains both the Series X and the Xbox One version, in theory. But in reality, the physical copy only contains the Xbox One version on disc, and then when you pop it in your Series X, through the Xbox Live service, it would trigger the download, um, or trigger, uh, hey, there's an upgrade for this game. Do you want to download the Series X version of this game, the native Series X version, you click yeah, but you have to be connected to the internet in order to access that version. So the problem with that is that I like to think ahead when I collect. 
So I, you know, so 20 years from now, again, it, it's going to happen. They shut down the original Xbox service. They are keeping original Xbox games alive, so to speak, through backwards compatibility, but they shut down the multiplayer servers. There's going to be a day, it's an inevitable, that they're going to shut down the Xbox Series X servers. Now, of course, I know people are saying, Carl, just enjoy your life, man, one day at a time. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree. But I'm spending, or that day that came out, I think it was like 60 bucks, actually. I think it was 60 bucks um, when the Resident Evil Village came out. I'm, I'm spending that price on the Series X version. Or maybe it even been $70. I think it was 70 Either way, I wanted to buy the Series X version when I bought physical. And in reality, that's not what happened. You know, so 20 years from now, whatever, they shut down the servers. I have an Xbox One version of that game, and I would never, ever have the series, the native Series X version of that game unless Capcom decides to re-release the game on a native Series X format. Um, as to where PlayStation, what I like what Sony did better is that you have native PS5 versions. So the games, for example, a game that comes out uh, you know, right now is uh, February 17th. Elden Ring comes out February 25th. Elden Ring is going to have an Xbox One slash Series X version and a PS4 version and a PS5 version. So you see what's happening there? The Xbox One version is on disc. It's not that one disc contains both versions. Is that disc contains one copy, but in, through the internet, through smart delivery, it upgrades to that version. So what I like is, and what I'm happy to be a PS5 owner, is that I get to buy the PS5 version, and especially that this current gen, um, for the first time, these consoles do support Blue DXL, which stands for Blu-ray Disc Extra Large. Previous gen Xbox One and PS4, the max size of a Blu-ray disc on those consoles only supported 50 gigs. With current gen, we are, our current consoles now support Blu-ray discs extra large, which is 100 gigabytes, which is awesome because, you know, games nowadays could easily be 100 gigs or 80 gigs, etc. So I love that. So when Dying Light 2 came out, I got the PS5 version. Um, this game called, um, it's a Warhammer games called Hired Gun. Uh, something Hired Gun. On the Xbox, it's the Xbox One version, but through smart delivery, you get the Series X. Or you could buy the PS4 and or PS5 version. I got the PS5 version. So I have a native PS5 version. And to me, it preserves game. I'm all about game preservation. It's very important. And I really do pray that Microsoft and Sony, they get, you know, Sony, you know, they get, they're getting it right. Because even the console works out of the box. You don't even need to update it and it works. So Sony, I pray, you know, I hope they get more deeper into that, even though they already are about preservation microsoft they are confused because they do claim oh yeah we care about previous gen we care about your purchases going with you moving forward but they have not executed game preservation very well at all this current gen and i hope that they turn that around real quick and that will conclude the topic of this episode i love both consoles equally i would say and um I'm having fun on both of them, and to be honest, man, I really look forward to playing the PS5 as well. Um, but yeah, I love going back to my my library and playing the Series X. Uh, but what do you think? What, you know, what's some of your comments? 
you know, do you do do you prefer the PS5? Do you prefer the Series X? Are you curious about, or do you desire both consoles? Do you, are you curious about, let's say, if you own a Series X, do you do you want a PS5? Now that you're in this episode, please, wherever you're watching, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment or wherever podcast service you're, you're listening to. Um, also, if you have a question or a topic that you want me to answer here on the show, um, you could send an email at twgp questions at gmail.com make sure you leave your name so that way i could properly address you on the show and also on the subject bar make sure you write question and hopefully that your question and or topic we feature in the next episode of the show um and if you don't want to send an email you can also just contact me on twitter um at true way gaming as well and also on instagram where um at true way gaming podcast and um also my youtube you can follow me on youtube subscribe you know um true way gaming podcast and yeah and more updates to come soon also yeah like i mentioned twitter um there i sent updates whether if uh, there's a if i can't post an episode or something or something happened or anything like that um yeah you know i post on there uh, but i do release an episode every friday um yeah once a week every friday there's a brand new episode of true way gaming and yeah you know again i want to hear from you guys i want to interact with you i love you guys uh, thank you so much for uh, for tuning in. And again, please, whatever platform you're following on, whether you're on Spotify, whether you're on Amazon, Google Podcasts, iTunes, etc., make sure you leave a follow, subscribe, tell your friends and family about your way gaming. And uh, I really appreciate it. It comes a long way, guys. And just thank you so, so very much for your support. Anyway, that's enough for me. I love you guys. Jesus loves you more importantly. My name is One Way Soldier, and this is the end of my transmission. You outro, outro. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, my voice sounds broken. Anyway, love you guys. Yeah.